Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey guys! Queens. <laughs> welcome back. A new episode, a new week. We're excited to be here. I feel like the magical fall weather is in the air, except for literally the two days last week that were 95 degrees and I was not okay. Oh my god. Literally, but. <laughs> so hot. I'm posting like beanies and scarves on my feed and I'm like, meanwhile, it's 95 degrees in San Diego. Yeah. It's fine. It was we shoot so sweating. Hot. I was just <laughs> not okay. But other than that, I feel like fall is here and we're so excited for this week's episode because we got a couple questions about it. So we felt like this would be a good time. Honestly, I feel like we could have done it a little sooner, but that's okay. Um, Better, not even late, better now. Yeah, I feel like it's a good, it's a good time to get this episode out because it's rolling. Holiday campaigns yeah. are rolling, ladies. Things are starting, so we want to help prepare you and just get you in the right mindset for the holiday season. I feel like it's like it can be so fun, chaotic, sometimes stressful. So I feel like if you go mm-hmm. in with the right mindset, then it's just a better outcome for everybody. So we want to share yeah, some of absolutely. our top tips about this. But obviously, before we jump into that, we have our influences of the week this week. So what is your influence this week? <laughs> Everyone should already Mine. know this. If you guys don't know this, then you're you're done. <laughs> okay, mine <laughs> is the new Taylor Swift album, of course. I'm obsessed with it. Have you listened to it? Do you like Taylor Swift? I forget. You like yes. her, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Um, I put up my, I put up like, what's your favorite? And oh my God, I got so many responses and uh, honestly, a lot of attacks for not putting certain songs on my favorites, but so good. I love pretty much like half the freaking album. Um, can't pick a top three cause I love them so much and that's all I'm listening to. So that is my influence, yeah. by the way, if you're a Swifty, DM me. So I feel like chat about this album. It's like her music. Like obviously she has some, the some of the songs that are just like amazing, like hits, like right off the bat. But then I also feel like some of them they like grow on you over time. Oh, my theory, and like, and like obviously this isn't a theory; it's real. It's like <laughs> you connect to the you connect to the songs that are very much relevant to you in that yeah that time because like I will go back I'll discover songs and I'm like oh my god like how did I not like this song before but it's because you relate to the lyrics oh she's just a lyrical genius so and that's what I love because I feel like it's not too overwhelming where you like listen to your favorites and then a little later your favorites kind of change or you hear something or you see someone post about a song that has a certain meaning and you're like oh I didn't think about it like that and then you go listen to it again and then you kind of hear it in a whole new light if that makes yes, sense. Absolutely. So I love it because I feel like you don't get sick of the album after you listen to it a lot because it's just like, I don't know. It's like crazy. How does she do that? I don't know. She's just, she knows how to put all the emotions into a song and I feel like it makes people feel seen and heard and it's just a beautiful experience. Yeah. So she like yes, makes herself I'm very relatable. So about it. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, so definitely wait. Okay, so then share with us what's your number one right now. You have to pick oh, one. Oh my God. 
Okay, if I have to pick one, like, one. to the head, I have to pick one. Yes. It would probably be Antihero. I just think that song is so good. Um, and, I don't know, relatable AF. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, love Midnight Rain, Maroon, Vigilante shit, um, Karma. Okay, I'm sorry. I like so many. But I guess if I had to pick one, it would be Antihero. And that one is, like... I feel like that's, like, the most basic answer. Everyone, it's either Antihero or Lavender Haze. I feel like it's, like, what kind of person you are. It's, are you Lavender Haze number one or Antihero number one? Um, but Midnight Rain is so good, too. Have you listened? And, like, do you have a favorite yet or no? So, I kind of put it on the background. And I like to see, like, which one catches, like, my attention without yeah. me, like, sitting there mm-hmm. just, like, focused listening in. Yes. And I just... I feel like you've probably guessed this, but right now I really love the karma one. Oh my god, and karma. <laughs> I just that is <laughs> actually I could have guessed that like one thousand percent. Like I just, truly, that song is the you. The lyrics are so good. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, that one is so good. So oh, that, that one, one is I like feel a, like is speaking to me the most right now. Yes. That if I were to put her album on in the background while I'm doing work and I'm not so like paying good. attention, that's the one where I'm like, oh, what's that? That's catchy. Or like, I like the lyrics. Like, I really, oh, I love, love that, that one. one. I feel so. like that one is like a windows down driving on a sunny day, and you're just like, Karma's my boyfriend. Karma's yeah, a guy. like you know, just so good. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. Okay, love that. What is your influence? Okay, so my influence of the week unfortunately in this 95 degree heat is faux leather um I went to an event last week and I wore my super cute faux leather pants that I got from express that I'm literally obsessed with I feel like express is so underrated or like it had its moment Mm -hmm. like back in the day but their pieces are still so good so I have these faux leather pants from them that I absolutely love and I wore them to this event because I was like these are very classy like chic minimal you know my vibe and I was sweating in them because it was so hot but it was so worth it and I got so many compliments on them and I just feel like faux leather just gives such an elevated look when you're wearing it whether it's you know pants or a jacket or the trench coat like or the corsets, like every like piece you could wear in faux leather, I think is just so cute, especially for fall. So Agreed. really excited to go through my closet and dig out all my faux leather pieces and start to style and wear them more. You know, hopefully as the weather starts to cool down. But that's my current influence just because I'm excited and I've been seeing a lot of inspo on Pinterest for it. And I feel like I've been saving a lot of inspo, so... Stay tuned for lots of faux leather looks. Yeah, I'm so excited to bring out the faux leather coats from Zara that I've compiled over the years. Um, So cute. Love a faux leather moment. Yeah, and I feel like it's like very seasonal to fall. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you don't wear it year round. So it's like really fun to pull all those pieces out. So I know that's what's currently stored all of that. I know I literally think I put stuff in boxes and then put them in the garage because coats take up so much space and I need to go find them and like my leg warmers and earmuffs like I just have I know I have that that I have like my winter bag because we like literally went psycho (laughs) where do we go mammoth Mammoth. where do we go yeah mammoth? Mammoth. okay yeah, yeah when we, we went there psycho. last year and like went psycho on amazon like ordering all the fall winter accessories and i have this winter bag and i have to go find it, it has all my mittens my like earmuffs, my leg warmers my scarves like all that stuff i have to go find it 
Oh, so I'm really excited. It's so fun to layer and like accept. I love fall accessorizing. Like I just, yeah. fall and winter, it's just, it's so fun. So yeah, that is my influence this week and can't wait to hear what's influencing you guys this week. We love putting on our stories the day we put the episode up, like what's influencing yeah. you this week and you guys always have such great things. So keep submitting because we love, love the inspo. Mm-hmm. But okay, so this week's episode we titled tis the season for holiday campaigns because it is the season ladies and it is time to get into that holiday mindset I feel like so we're going to share I think we have 10 tips to Mm -hmm. how to prep for holiday Um, I feel like questions that we would typically get about it just kind of compiled everything and so we're just going to go through those and yeah hopefully this helps you guys and motivates you to kind of start getting in that holiday mindset I love the holidays Mm -hmm. so I'm excited I know I I cannot believe it's here like it's blowing my freaking mind um because I I don't know I just feel like this year flew by well I can't tell if like time started going faster after COVID because it felt like time froze and then all of a sudden it started again I can't tell if it's that or if it's like as you get older time goes by faster because mm-hmm. I remember being I in school so and feeling like the year would take forever. And now yeah. I feel like we, like, we're just in New York. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. so crazy. No, 100%. So. 100%. Yeah, time is flying. So, okay. So, number one, just to start this off, is start pitching now, ladies. It is the time. I feel like brands start to prep for a holiday kind of at the beginning of Q4, which is October, or even earlier. And if you don't know what Q4 means, basically the year, (laughs) I feel like in corporate world, is broken up into four quarters. So you have January, February, March. That's quarter one. And then that's how the rest of the year is broken down. So January, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. And then you have Q4, October, November, December, which I feel like a lot of times people say this is like their biggest – or busiest time of the year so now's the time I feel like you know brands are definitely starting to get into the swing of things especially with holiday I feel like if they haven't yet they're starting to look to book talent for their upcoming campaigns and holiday sales like there's so much happening mm-hmm. yeah I literally got pitched a Black Friday campaign I, I want to say in the summer like it was so far in advance people just I mean this is like the time that brands are filling up their campaigns mm-hmm. obviously because it's stressful and they want to be ready to go um because I feel like this is the most important time of the year for brand marketing yeah um so yeah and if I feel like they have a bunch of like campaigns now. like that they have to like get influencers for and like put yeah. it together so you have like obviously I mean, some brands I feel like would do holiday or I mean Halloween if that's related to them. I don't feel like that's like super big. Um, no. But obviously, Black Friday is huge, especially because I feel like brands have been taking different approaches to it lately. Like it's not just like a one day thing anymore. It's kind of like a it's like week the or month thing. So the full month. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, there's those campaigns pains that you have and then especially like the day of sales and then I feel like those three days though are still very big in terms of like actual Black Friday 
totally small biz saturday and then sunday obviously sales go on and then monday cyber monday personally yeah. i used to be a black friday girly but now i'm a cyber monday girly Me too. love cyber monday but and then i feel like brands will extend their sales to tuesday even wednesday so it's like yeah still and then just like a little tip if you're a shopper like i am this is literally the best time of year to buy anything like this is when brands run the best sales of the year like you don't get like usually they'll do like 40 percent, 50 percent off like this is the best time so if you are shopping some brands like it. literally try to make it a scam and they have better sales throughout the year but just pay attention to like what their norms are and what yeah what you're like they don't anything, usually do DM me and i'll let you know like if they're being scammy sometimes like i feel like urban yeah. outfitters gives that scam it's vibe. like buy, it's literally it's like, like buy, buy one two. get one no, half it's, off no it's literally buy two get one like 30 percent off 50 like it's yes not. like that's a scam and they used to do like 30 to 40 percent off like on black friday from like 8 a.m to 12 like i used yeah. to work at the mall so i would see all the signs and i knew the promos that like everyone was running but yeah, so I feel like this is a good opportunity, obviously, to drive sales with that. And then once Black Friday passes, then I feel like everything is, like, marked up or, like, mm-hmm. normal and up because then brands know that people are just shopping in general, whether it's last minute or just buying gifts. Like, people aren't really looking for the discount anymore. They're just, like, looking to purchase the gifts. So yeah, I feel like it's... It's a good time because I, you know brands have budget for this. So definitely don't let brands let you believe that they can only do gifting right now. Like this is, I feel like, the time to say no to that <laughs> and letting them know yeah. that, you know, unfortunately totally. I'm focusing on my paid partnerships right now as it is the busiest time of the year. Um, feel mm-hmm. free to say that to them because they know it's true. So, and they know that it's going to be harder to get away with yeah. the gifted campaigns, the test, put whatever. Um, yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, make sure to keep that in your back pocket. So, definitely start pitching now. Um, so, number two is pitch an idea or a concept. I think brands really appreciate when they're being pitched and it's not just like a generic pitch email but you're actually throwing out an idea out there like just send the brand an idea of how you'd want to collaborate with them Um, because maybe they had a campaign that's already full and they're booked for their influencers but maybe they have a little budget left over and they really like your idea and obviously they didn't have to do any of the work they're just like yeah say yes to your idea negotiate your rates and then go from there just because obviously like everyone is going to be so busy like brands don't have time to like I don't know do all the back and forth like make it as easy as possible for them and I feel like if they love your concept they will be like absolutely we love this idea like we love your inspo we'd love to execute on this so I feel like that's yeah, kind it, of a good way to get in if yeah you, it definitely will make their lives easier Um, If you do pitch a concept and you're probably going to increase your chances of getting it. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like and I feel like that sets you apart as well because not everyone is doing that. Obviously, like I'm sure they're getting a ton of pitches or yeah, I don't I can't even imagine their inbox. That stresses me out. But yeah, I feel like if you want to stand out or, you know, put in a little extra effort and work, send that idea or concept. So 
The next thing, number three, I feel like is so, so, so important. And number three is raise your rates. I feel like, I feel like, I don't, I just get the vibes, obviously from our past experience that brands really try to take advantage during this time. Mm -hmm. You know, like they really are like, oh, we have this campaign. Like, can you turn this around in two days? And you're like, hello? Are you yeah, okay? Honestly, yeah. Or so true. oh, can we like get all of these deliverables for your rate? And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this is just your yearly holiday rem- holiday reminder to not forget to charge for exclusivity because I feel like some brands do emphasize and focus on that. A hundred percent. This is like <laughs> the biggest time of year. I feel like for exclusivity, if yeah. you get a holiday campaign, like you're a hundred percent going to have some sort of exclusivity thrown in there and you need to make sure it's not anything crazy. Literally. Like two, two or three years ago, I had a campaign with like a bag company, but they in their exclusivity had um, exclusivity with all accessories. And I'm like, um hello like absolutely not you're gonna miss out on other opportunities if they do like have that in the contract but you can also charge way more for exclusivity I think Mm -hmm. this is like the biggest um like point that you can charge the most for because brands will pay it like they don't if you're doing a campaign with them like they don't want you to be um posting with other brands in that niche so just know you can charge a lot for exclusivity yeah and like you were saying I feel like it's so important to check the category like you said you don't want it to be broad like accessories like if this like if this Mm -hmm. brand is sending you a pair of earrings that they want you to promote the exclusivity should be earrings not Mm -hmm. jewelry not all accessories like it needs to be a very specific category and I'm sure they'll be flexible on this but it's like don't be nervous to ask about it because that's literally crazy unless they're willing to pay a super high rate for exclusivity if they don't want you posting but other than that like I would not I just feel like you're gonna give up future opportunities for that so it's like they have to be paying like well above your rate paying for the exclusivity and if not like I don't necessarily know if it would be worth it and exclusivity like if you're wondering what the time frame should be ideally it's 24 hours before and after but usually during this time you'll have a longer period like give them like a few days before and after but I would not give them anything like more than two that. weeks before no. or two weeks after no that's way that's because if you think about that that's a full month from yeah before I would and say like post. I would say a good amount and something I see most of the time is like 48 hours or 72 hours before and mm-hmm. after 72 is kind of long but you know that's generally what you'll see but and I, I feel have like seen people say two weeks before two oh weeks after so just be aware no. and I feel like too like obviously you have to think about your personal brand image and you don't want to be taking on too many campaigns where you're just right. like posting a bunch of ads or you're posting like one brand and then the next post is like the competitor of that brand it just doesn't come off super authentic because you're like oh I love this brand so much and then three days later you're like oh this one's my favorite so it's like making sure like like, obsessed yeah that's why it's like have your content calendars ready like mark down I think that's what's super important is like have a specific calendar where you can write down your campaign then you can like mark out where you have exclusivity so you can see and that's why it's important to um, raise your rates because you're not going to have as many 
quote unquote like spots available if there is those mm-hmm. exclusivity periods in there. So it's like you're selling these like calendar spots to brands is kind of how you want to look at it. And you just want to make sure nothing overlaps because I feel like it does get stressful. And we've all done this before where we've accidentally like said yes to exclusivity and then we forget. And then we have another campaign that we have to post that mm-hmm. might be a little similar. And it's just it sucks when you have to like tell the brand like, hey, I'm so sorry I missed this. Like I can't post until later or like I'll be posting this like soon so you don't want to ever risk losing the campaign because you're not able to stick with the terms so I think having a calendar writing everything down that way you can see what's happening when and then also you can charge a rush fee because I do feel like during this time a lot of brands will also have last minute campaigns or they might have like where an influencer drops out last minute and they need someone else to come in and fill that spot pretty quickly and they'll be like oh well like overnight you product can you turn this around in two three days whatever that's also a good time to charge extra for that because I feel like the standard used to be a week but but now <laughs> it is so much shorter. I think brands think that like everyone does this full time. Yeah. If I didn't do this full time, I don't know how the heck I would have been able to turn around a lot of the campaigns that I've gotten. And we need to like slow them down. Yeah. Because I've gotten ones that are like 24, 48 hour turnaround and I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, you can charge that rush fee and I think brands will like understand, especially if they have like a strict deadline. I feel like most brands have been like pretty flexible where they want you to post within a certain week, but I feel like certain yeah. holiday campaigns or sales, they want to go live like on a specific day. So if you're like, you have to turn around within two to three days like that's pretty quick so you can definitely charge a rush fee there so keep that Mm -hmm. in mind as well and I just feel like in general I feel like brands are aware it's industry standard to charge more for holiday campaigns like don't be afraid to raise your rates maybe like 20 to 30 percent during this time um and just I would see how brands Mm -hmm. respond to that and then based off their responses you can kind of adjust it but I feel like that's a fair number um especially because I just feel like you'll have to be turning down a lot more and you know you want to work with the brands who are going to value your content essentially yeah absolutely So, yeah, good time to raise your rates and don't be nervous about it because I feel like you just think about it like everyone's doing it. So if you're not doing it, you're the one who's missing out and it always sucks. It never feels good. I feel like when you find like you talk to someone else about the same campaign and like you like find out that they were paid like more. Right. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, shoot, I should have like pitched more. I should have asked for more. So that's why. You know, as your IG big sisters here, we are here to tell you, raise your rates now. If you, yeah, like, I feel like there's so many times where I'm like, oh, I would love to do this campaign, but if they offered, like, this amount, like, if you are thinking of a certain amount in your head, just, like, freaking say it because clearly you're energetically aligned to that amount and maybe, like, it'll probably go well. Like, you're, like Alyssa always says, you don't get what you don't ask for, so just freaking do it. Brands are aware that you're going to be charging higher during this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. And I forgot what I was going to say. Dang it. It's okay. It'll come back. It'll come back. 
it'll come back to me, but okay. Next one is number four, reach out to brands you've previously worked with. So I feel like it's a good strategy to think back to your past successful campaigns that you've had and reach out to those brands that you've developed a relationship with over the year. Um, I feel like if you don't know where to start or you don't know who to pitch for holiday, like that's a good place to kind of go from because then you can send your insights and be like, hey, I loved working with you guys on this campaign this year. Like I wanted to reach out and see if you had any upcoming holiday campaigns that you think would be a good fit. I'd love to continue building the relationship with you and the brand. Mm-hmm. you know or you know again sending an idea or a concept and being like I have this idea for a concept with your brand let me know your thoughts you know anything like that I feel like is a good way to kind of like reach back out since you've kind of already established that Hmm. yeah no 100% and they're these brands are like 95% likely to be doing some sort of holiday campaign and you have a really good shot doing it again if it's been a successful campaign that your audience really liked you know yeah all all of that so I feel like that's good and then also looking and seeing who people have collabed with for holiday campaigns in the past I feel like we've talked about this before but we haven't mentioned it recently is like we save our we save posts to like an ads folder if we see people posting about certain campaigns yeah like if you see if I see an ad that someone did that I really liked or if I really like the brand and I was like oh my gosh like I definitely want to reach out to them I'll just save it so I can reference it to go back to but I've been doing this for a while so I have a good amount of like holiday um saved ads that I've seen other girls do so I feel like having that it's a good thing to reference yeah during this time of year so you can go ahead and pitch those because you know those brands do holiday campaigns if you don't know where to start because it can be overwhelming there's so many brands so that's that's a good thing to do if you don't know really who to pitch right now yeah and if you're also struggling with with pitching we do have a pitching episode that talks Mm -hmm. about how we kind of construct the email so I would go back and listen to that because you know create that email that you like and then tailor you know that a paragraph to that brand with your concept and I feel like that's just a really good place to start if you are feeling overwhelmed or you don't know where to start or how to write the email we definitely have an episode about that and you can use it for holiday as well I feel like it doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter so yeah definitely go back and listen to that episode if you are stressed I feel like I'm gonna go back and listen to that episode (laughs) um okay so next one is number five if you don't hear back follow up and I feel like this is like a missed opportunity for a lot of people is that they'll pitch a brand and then never follow up and just kind of forget about it but I feel like genuinely if you're pitching a brand you love and you really really want to work with following up is huge because we've also talked about this before you could be emailing them and they open it right before they run into a meeting and then they forget about it and it had nothing to do Mm -hmm. with you nothing to do with them they just were busy and had to like get up and go so maybe they wanted to respond but totally forgot after a meeting that they just went to so if you just politely bump it up I would say like three days is pretty good if they haven't responded within three days or so bump it back up and just 
be like, hey, I wanted to follow up on my previous email, bumping this back up to the top of your inbox, you know, looking forward to hearing back. Something super simple, easy like that. It doesn't hurt to send something like that. And then hopefully you'll catch them at a better time. That way you can at least get a response. Yeah. And just remember how many pitches they're probably getting. So you could easily be pushed down to where they won't even see it. So just bumping yourself back up and be strategic about the time you send it honestly yeah like schedule send at a good time like if you want to do like first thing in the morning like I want this to hit this person's inbox at like 7 a.m so it's like first in line whatever just think about that because if you send an email probably like toward the end of the day I don't know you chances are kind of low you want to be fresh in their minds so and then I feel like also too like I feel like between Tuesdays and Thursdays are good because I feel like Mondays like everyone is just in a chaotic hectic state on Mondays and everyone's inbox is like always crazy and full so So Mondays it's like I don't have time to like look at this influencer's pitch like I don't have time for this but I feel like Tuesday is a really good day because you know, Monday you are playing catch up, you're going through everything. And then Tuesday, you're kind of starting out on that clean slate. So if you pitch them on Mm -hmm. Tuesdays, I feel like you have a slightly better chance of being seen essentially. And then, you know, pitch early morning Tuesday, and then you have Wednesday. And then, you know, maybe if you haven't heard back Thursday, you could follow up potentially Friday. But I feel like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is good because then Friday, I feel like people are trying to wrap everything up, finish all the work Mm -hmm. they have for the week, like trying to, you know, just close out the week with whatever they have going on. So I personally feel like Tuesday through Thursday is like a really good time. Um, And even if you pitch on Thursday and then you don't hear back, you know, Friday, Monday, you could follow up on Tuesday again, which I feel like is a perfect kind of time frame for that. Yeah. So and then I feel like I just want to mention this because I've mentioned it before. But if you have Gmail, I use this plugin. It's called Streak. I use the free version. It's like a sales funnel plugin, but I literally just use it for the feature where it shows you if someone has opened your email or not. So you can see if they've read it. And I feel like that just helps with following up and pitching because if no one's opening your email then you know that you don't have the right email address and you need to go find a different one and then I feel like you're just not pitching into like a black hole and then if you do see someone read it then you're like okay they read it maybe they got busy whatever and then you can follow up so I like having that it just kind of gives visibility into things and it I don't know it, it I just don't like not being able to see where the email's going like are they Mm -hmm. reading it is this reaching the right person are they not even opening it is this in their spam anything like that so I feel like it's a really good plugin to have again it's free I use the free version like that's all I use it for but it just gives me peace of mind at the end of the day and so I know how to strategically follow up so yeah we love streak but okay so number six I feel like is also important start posting holiday related content so brands know you're open to it sorry ladies summer is <laughs> over <laughs> i'm dead um True. i feel like 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I know some people love posting summer content, but unfortunately, if brands are looking for holiday-inspired, holiday themes, they don't, you know, they're looking for people who are posting that, and you're still posting summer content, I think I mean, it depends, right, and it depends, like, what brand it is, like, maybe, like, a sunscreen brand, like, you know, obviously, maybe they are still, like, going for that content, but you have to, like, think about what kind of brands you want to attract to your page because if you have, like, a very summery vibe, like, that's fine if you want to only attract those, like, mm-hmm. sunscreen, skincare, like, whatever brands. But, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of brands are looking for that, like, fall, cozy mm-hmm. vibes for the holidays. Like, yeah, and, like, if you're, you know, looking for fashion brands, obviously fashion brands right now are, are pushing, you know, coats, sweaters, mm-hmm. cozy, like – like we were saying earlier, faux leather, that kind of stuff. And it's like if you're still posting in a bikini, they're probably going to be like, oh, well, this girl doesn't – isn't posting fall or holiday yet. So we'll pick someone else who is, if that makes sense. I feel like it's yeah. just something about being strategic with your business if this is your full-time job and your career. These are things to think about because I feel like we used right. to be those girlies posting summer until November. <laughs> But mm-hmm. over the years, we've Same learned you, you have to, like, adjust Start with now. the seasons. Yeah, especially because pretty much the rest of the country is posting fall, winter. So I think that's what brands are really pushing, and that's the vibes and everything. So if you are wanting to secure those kind of campaigns, that's the kind kind of content you need to be posting so that you're attracting those types of opportunities as well. Yeah. Some like examples if you're wondering how to start doing this I would say like if you're trying I feel like skincare and makeup brands um, really push for holiday campaigns so if you want to attract that sort of thing I would start posting like makeup reels like doing your makeup or skincare reel you know something like that also I feel like (laughs) I feel like watch brands do a lot for the holidays randomly so I don't know. I would, I feel like people are starting to do push reels campaigns more than like static posts. So just something to keep in mind too. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like too, like you're saying like hair care, like, or hair yeah. tools, like mm-hmm. doing like, totally. Um, or even like you said with makeup, doing like how I would do a makeup for a holiday party or yes. upcoming Christmas yes, yes, party, yes. like outfits I'd wear to this kind of party just creating holiday hair inspo yeah yeah exactly like Mm -hmm. doing different hairstyles using the tool whatever creating that kind of content is going to show brands obviously what you can create how your audience is going to react to it and they can envision you know their product in a similar yeah campaign with you so I think that's a good way and you can send that for inspo Mm -hmm. like I would love to create a like campaign with you here's an example I've done previously did really well with my audience that sort of thing exactly so that's another thing where it's like you know start posting that type of content because that's what you can share with the brands and I think that's what 
important. Again, it's like, you know, we we live in SoCal and a lot of the SoCal girlies um, are still posting summer. But so I feel like my number one advice would just be start moving into the fall holiday direction. And I feel like you'll get more campaigns that way. Mm-hmm. If that makes if that's your goal, if your goal is not that and you want to keep posting your summer content perfect but just know if you're wondering like oh why are brands not reaching out to me about holiday then maybe kind of look at your content and reevaluate what you're you know currently posting and what you're doing so just something to think about with the holidays coming up and then okay number seven is make sure your bio is ready to go I feel like the number one thing I see people on Instagram not doing is having that your email in your bio and you might think like oh well why do I need my email in my bio if there's an email button on my profile it just takes up space or whatever and I feel like a lot of people don't know this but on desktop uh, Instagram doesn't have that email button so if the brand is looking for influencers then the, and they want to email you because they think it'd be a good fit but your email is not in your bio and there's no email button they have no way to contact you and I feel like they're not they're just not going to waste their time no they have so much to be doing they're going to move on to the next person who has their email in the bio and they're going to be like great perfect send the email next and like that's what you have to think about is like right when they look at your profile can they contact you so if you didn't know that now you do put your email in your bio so that brands can reach out to you if they think you're going to be a good fit for a campaign mm-hmm. yeah same with location um we've heard people say this to us like they are looking specifically in your bio to see where you're located they're not going to scroll through your photos and see like where you've tagged or like where they think you are mm-hmm. it's so important to put where you're located because there are campaigns specific to certain locations and that and especially mm-hmm. with events too like holiday oh, events yeah. there's ton of those so you definitely want to clarify where you're located and it can be pretty broad if you don't want to say exactly but try to if you can yeah I feel like it just helps your chances with getting certain campaigns because sometimes I feel like certain like stores will have events where you go in store Mm -hmm. to do something and so if they know where you're located then you can do that Otherwise, if they don't know where you're located, they might ask you and then you'll be like, oh, no, sorry, I'm not here. And then you don't get that campaign. That makes sense. Yeah. But I've definitely had brands or, you know, PR companies reach out about a certain like uh, demographic or location if I would be able to get to a certain location and I would mm-hmm. be like, yes, or whatever the case is. So I do think having your lo- your general location in your bio again, is helpful for brands who are quickly looking for, you know, influencers for certain campaigns. I don't know if brands have, well, I know brands have back-end technology, but I don't know if that technology um, can categorize influencers based on their location. But just in case if it does, yeah. having those keywords in your bio, I think help. So yeah, it, sure. it will only help you. I feel like it won't really hurt you. So you might as well. It's kind of like my mindset about it. You never know. So, yeah. Um, okay. Next one is so we talked about reaching out to brands that we've already worked with, but you might be like, okay, what about reaching out to new brands? How do I go about that for holiday? And I feel like again, 
sending in a concept is going to be a really strong approach or strategic way to get a brand's attention. I think I think brands are just kind of impressed when people do that because they obviously know it's not a generic email that's going out to a lot of people. Yeah, it's very tailored. Yeah, and then also I feel like sending any previous work you've posted about them, I feel like if you genuinely love them and it's organic, organic and an authentic fit you've hopefully posted about them before and if you right. haven't I would highly suggest showing them a little love or posting about them before you go and pitch them whether it's a makeup product a clothing brand um, I feel like we're firm believers in just you know showing love to the brands we want to work with and we'll purchase a piece or two to style yes. and post because um, I feel like that yeah. shows the brand that you're willing to that you actually like their stuff and you're yeah, not just trying to like genuinely and that like you've introduced them to your audience before I think this is also really good to keep in mind throughout the whole year mm-hmm. um if there is a brand you want to work with definitely if you can try to purchase something from them share it even if it's just stories like send them your stories that you've posted about them before yeah um, and they can see too on their profile, yes. like if you're pitching them and they go look to see if you've tagged them, because honestly, I feel like a lot of brands do that now where they like, are like, oh, so. has this, cause you know, you're emailing them and you're like, oh my God, I love your brand so much. Like we'd be such a great fit. But then if you, they go and look and you haven't posted about them ever and there's no mentions or stories, they're going to be like, okay, weird. Like you just said you loved us, but you haven't ever even posted about us or tagged us. So I feel like that really, really helps kind of, again, set mm-hmm. you apart is you have to spend money to make money, ladies. Absolutely. It's so true. It's very, very true. If you can do it, can make it a write-off, you know, it's, yeah. I just think it's so important. I, I feel like it so pays itself it. off, obviously. 100%. If you buy a piece of clothing for 50 bucks and then you get a campaign that's like a couple hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, like you made your money back in that investment. Right. And then you now you have a relationship with this brand. So again, I feel like it's like investing in your business. You have to do this if you have your own business. Like you have to invest in yourself, to invest in your business to get that return. And I feel like this is the mm-hmm. same kind of situation. So yes. definitely recommend doing that, especially I feel like beauty and like fashion brands. I feel like all these brands have that, that back-end insights where they can see who's tagging them, who's posting about them. So mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to show little love before you pitch. That way you do have insights to share if they do ask or if they just go check on their own, they can see that you have posted and talked about them. I was on a – I did a – I don't remember what it was. I was doing – I joined like a seminar thing. Oh, YouTube Shorts, like put it on. So I just joined it because brands were – brand reps were going to be on it talking about it. And I feel like – that was one of the things they kept saying was like genuine like they reach out to people who have organically talked about them and posted about them Mm -hmm. and you're more likely to get a campaign with a brand that way because it is an authentic fit and yeah so I would just keep that in mind when you are reaching out to new brands maybe show them and maybe like even if you can't buy something I feel like you could even just do a story and be like this is on my wish list and then post the product or tag tag the brand or link it or whatever or be like has anyone tried this like I really want to try this product like what are your guys' thoughts and then at least that way you're engaging your audience you're tagging the brand 
And then after 24 hours, obviously the brand can't see what you post. They can just see that you tagged them. So just doing something like that, I feel like even goes a long way if you aren't in the position to buy something from them, especially if it's a brand that's a little on the pricier side as well. So hopefully these tips kind of help with that. And then also you can send insights of a previous successful campaign you've had. It doesn't have to necessarily be with them, just a previous campaign Mm -hmm. that you've done where you can show analytics or insights. Oh, another really good thing that I learned off that um, seminar, I I don't remember what they're called, (laughs) Um, is that this, what he said was so impactful. I wrote it down, but I don't even remember where I wrote it down, but I need to go find it. Um, Okay. Okay. I found it. Okay. So I wrote down and it says (laughs) so fast send what you want to be seen for. So basically what that means, if you have really strong analytics, send them so that the brands can see that, but you have to remember that's what the brand is going to see you as. So maybe Mm. if you don't have the strongest analytics, that's okay. But say your content creation skills are amazing that's what you present to the brand. So be really strategic with what you're pitching, like what you're pitching, how you're sending it, what you're presenting them and present your strongest like attributes in your business. Mm -hmm. That way that's how the brand sees you. Because if you send your insights and they're not super strong, that that's how the brand is going to look at you. But if you send your content and it's beautiful, amazing, and the brand is really drawn to it and they love that, then they'll see you with your content. So just keep that in mind. When he said that, I was like, that is so good. True. Yeah, that's good advice for sure. So wanted to share that with you guys because, you know, we share all the tea and want to help you guys out as much as possible. So... (laughs) Yes. Um, but yeah, sending insights of any previous successful campaign, showing that you drive sales, link clicks, um, like to know it sales, anything like that. I feel like anything that's strong, it can help you. So if you don't have like, say you don't have a good engagement rate right now, like whatever's happening, then don't send it. Like no one's, unless the brand yeah, specifically feel, asks you for it, don't send it. I feel like I would try to create a image of all your strong points like if you have your media kit just literally try to distract from yes. whatever your lowest point is yeah you know they whatever have, that again be. they have back-end analytics most of the time they can see so they and may pull know. that information right so when you're pitching them keep it like i would say like maybe try to find like three really strong things whether that's your content your link clicks your engagement your, your comments your like questions. female ratio yeah whatever anything in your insights demographics that's really good point that out and like paint the picture around those things and that i feel like will and hopefully also they don't you. ask <laughs> yeah and then yeah. if they do then like Put it down really small or something. I don't know. Yeah. But don't like offer that information if they're not asking and just paint the strongest picture of yourself that you can. And I feel like that's a really good just sales marketing strategy in general. So Mm -hmm. yeah, perfect. So that's if you're reaching out to new brands and old brands in general. Um, Number nine is don't feel down if you keep getting a no as a response. You keep hearing no. I feel like it's one of those things where 
this year, this time of the year just feels so crazy. Sometimes brands have already filled the rest of their year's budget already, which is like, like super fast. So crazy to me. Like I've definitely reached out to a few brands to like that I worked with this year to see if they had any upcoming holiday campaigns. And they've said like, oh, we've already filled our campaigns for this year. Like, please reach back out. Um, like next year and you're just like oh, I feel like that's like the, com- like the most common thing and I feel like it's kind of a letdown just because yeah. you think you're gonna get so much like your inbox is gonna be flooded with holiday yeah. campaigns and it's not always like that so if it's not like that don't be discouraged because yeah. it is a very crazy time of year and brands like fill these spots sometimes so far out or maybe they're you know everyone has a different strategy truly it could just be yeah. a few influencers for like their budget or whatever so um yeah don't be discouraged yeah I mean everyone I feel like is experiencing the same thing like just keep pitching you have to think of it as like it's a sales game like keep pitching yourself follow up make yourself stand out with a concept Mm -hmm. or you know whatever just like keep going you know I feel like when brands say no I don't take that as like a no never I take that as a no, mm-hmm. not right now. Not right now. Love that. And then pitch them later. At least you're getting your name out there and you never know if like a last minute campaign pops up or someone drops out. And if you just talk to the brand and they know you want to work with them, then your name is yeah. top of mind. So unless a brand is literally tells you like, no, we're not interested in working with you. We don't think you fit like with our brand, which no brand has ever said that. And I don't think they yeah. would ever. Um, then it's just a no, not right now. So I feel like that's a good way to think about it because that way you won't get so down on yourself. And like, you just have to remember this time of year is something else. It's crazy. They have so many things going on, campaigns, whatever. So just keep that in mind. And then also, if you see someone posting a campaign with the brand, obviously it's too late to join that campaign but definitely reach out because they're probably in the process of starting their next campaign or Mm -hmm. you know getting influencers onboarded so I feel like again like you said earlier save that campaign to your ads folder reach out to see if they have any new upcoming campaigns and that's another way to kind of you know keep pitching I feel like Mm -hmm. you just you just have to keep pitching and no is a common answer in this industry and it's a common answer in any kind of like sales industry and you just have to keep pushing through it it just depends how bad you want it you know we we hear no's all the time at this point like it does not phase me one single bit at all like you build tough skin in this industry we've said this before so honestly if anything it's good practice to keep hearing no because you will be so unfazed by it yeah um absolutely (laughs) yeah Absolutely. And then our last tip for this episode is just don't stress. The holidays are already stressful enough. I feel like as long as you set goals for yourself, just do your best. That's what matters and not comparing yourself to others. Then your holiday season will be just fine. You know, some people say this is their best you know, quarter of the year and maybe it's not your strongest, but that's totally fine. Like if you're a summer influencer, maybe the summer months are your strongest mm-hmm. because that's what you post and that's what your audience loves. Like, that's fine. Yeah. So it's like, you just have to have this mindset of, you know, set your goals, set your brands who you want to pitch, follow up, and 
if it doesn't go the way you want it to, or you're kind of disappointed with your results, take that as like a learning lesson. What could you do better next year? Maybe start a little earlier next year or start building relationships earlier or posting the brands organically Mm -hmm. earlier so that you have that foundation when you are pitching, um, maybe starting your holiday content a little earlier. Just, I feel like taking it as a learning experience and what's meant to be will be. I feel like that's what we've always done. And like some holidays are really great for me and some are really slow. And I'm like, where are all the brands? Yeah, I would say just like for reference, I would say the holiday season is not my highest time of year for campaigns. Like I've noticed it's like randomly in the middle toward the beginning of the year, I would say is like my best. But I don't think it's really the holiday time just because it's – very chaotic and yeah like Like it's so different for everyone so if you see someone saying that like take it with a grain take it with a grain of salt because first of all who knows what they're saying like you don't know what that means if they're like oh my god this is my biggest quarter of the season but like maybe they're bringing in less than you but like to them right that's like their biggest which is amazing but you don't know what they're making so it's like in your head you're like oh my gosh like how much is she making is she making more than me like is she getting more campaigns but like again you have no idea what people are charging you have no idea what their rates are how much they're bringing in to them that could be their biggest and like Mm -hmm. Uh, that's amazing for them and like we are cheering them on and supporting them but it could be like not like you could probably make one like take one campaign to make what they made their entire quarter you have no idea so that's why there's no point in comparing because there are so many different factors in our industry and like of course people want to share like really cool achievements and that kind of stuff and I think like the best mentality to go around that is just to like congratulate them cheer them on put out that positive energy so that you get that back there's no mm-hmm. point in like self-doubting and being like why is she getting campaigns and I'm not like do I suck I don't know things that like go into your head you know what I mean there's, you're just like what yeah. like I honestly think too now that I think about it I don't think like my Q4 has ever been my strongest either so it's like you have it in your head it's going to be yes, and, people and then tell it's like you it's dead. going to be but it's it's not you guys like I mean you can get really lucky if you I feel like the thing is like these brands have such specific criteria for the holidays yeah. and I don't obviously there's so many creators out yeah. in the world so it's like and I feel don't like some hard on yourself this time of year I feel like they target the type of creator which if you are this kind of creator amazing for you um the like very curated Curated. like set up photo shoot props lots of colors like very like ad looking content and I think brands like that during the holidays because they can repost it share it whitelist it whatever and it like looks really good for holiday stuff but if that's not your vibe like that's okay you don't have to be something you're not like that's definitely not my vibe and I don't plan on doing that for holiday just to make extra money so it's like those are just different things you have to remember I don't know I feel like there's just so much happening it's like don't get down on yourself as long as you're doing the things that we just said like doing what's best for you not comparing yourself and just setting your own goals then you are doing fine 
you're yeah. killing and you it don't want to stress yourself out for holiday season to and begin honestly, with like, like some people take the holiday season off because they want to like just be with right. their family like you want to be not, present yeah not yeah. like have to stress about getting campaigns due before like the week before christmas when you're traveling so and literally that's very common yeah it's all personal preference really so just like set your goals so you know right. what to expect from yourself and then that way all the extra noise and other things you might see on social media won't be able to affect you because that was their goal not your goal you focus on Mm -hmm. your goal you'll be good to go so that's those are tips on holiday campaigns this year and just kind of our mindset and how we approach everything and just some tips in there to hopefully set you guys up for success whatever that may look like for you because again success is different for everybody Um, and that's Mm -hmm. just something to remember I feel like yeah 100 percent so okay do you have anything else to add to those or no i feel like we covered everything okay. i'm so excited for holiday Ugh, season me too um amazing yeah okay hope this was super helpful we have our next little segment that you guys have been requesting we see your dms and you guys have been wanting us to do like a question of the week so when you guys submit questions we'll pick a question and kind of feature it and maybe it'll relate to the episode that we're talking about as well but Mm -hmm. so the question of the week this week is I'm a smaller creator who signed on with a management agency and I'm super excited about it but I have found that I'm pretty much bringing in all the deals every once in a while they bring me a collab at a pretty high rate but this is like every two months is it worth it to stay with them so good cue yes great question I feel like with management you have to feel like it's mutually beneficial Mm -hmm. and I feel like it is their job as your management to be bringing in you deals like that's the whole point of it and then obviously if you get emails in your inbox and you pass that along to them as well but I feel like it should at least be equal if not more on their end you shouldn't be losing money I feel like obviously you need to go back and see what you've been making before them if it's slightly more then maybe assess obviously if it's way less then no it's not worth staying with them yeah but also you have to realize I feel like with anything in this industry like when you're with management when you're not with management or when you are with management Months are so different. You can make zero dollars one month and then the next month you'll make literally triple than you're used to making in an average month. So just keep that in mind. um, Yeah, definitely evaluate like over like a couple month time span. But this kind of seems like this based on this question that it's kind of been a while and like they're only getting like something every two months, which if this was personally happening to me, I don't think I would stay with them or at least have the Mm -hmm. conversation with them about what your expectations are, like what you were making before you signed on and like you want to be making a minimum threshold of X amount of dollars per month and maybe ask them like, who are they pitching you to? How much are they pitching you a month? Like, what does that look yeah. like? Like, have that transparent conversation. And I feel like if they're open to having that with you, then that's great. You guys can really talk about it. But I feel like if they don't really tell you much and they're not going to give you insights, and then I feel like that's kind of a red flag in itself where it's like, 
okay, do they have my best interest at heart? Mm -hmm. Like, are they pitching me? Like, you kind of just sit there blind and you don't really know what's going on. So, and like, are they taking on so many new creators Mm -hmm. where they're putting other creators on the back burner? feel like it's always a red flag when you see these like management agencies put on their stories like every single freaking day or week that they've like onboarded like five mm-hmm. to ten new influencers you're just like okay are they bringing on more than they can handle yeah just like assess literally everything and yeah have that conversation with them I feel like your management should be like your team and if you don't mm-hmm. feel like it's a team effort or you don't feel like you can have those conversations because at the end of the day this is your business and this is your livelihood at the end of the day it's like you know you're giving them a percentage of all these um collaborations you're getting out of your rate so it's like at the end of the day it has to be beneficial for you And if it's not, then you have to do what's best for you. But I think it's definitely worth trying to have that conversation. And I think that'll give you a very good answer if they're willing to have that conversation with you or not. And then Mm -hmm. based off that, you can decide if you want to stay with them. But if and and I mean, like you said, there are slow periods. Like there was definitely a slow month and I talked to a bunch of girls and they're like, yeah, it's really slow. So I was like, okay, that's fine. But yeah over time definitely talk to them see what they say and then you make the decision that's best for you like don't feel bad about if you have to cut ties with them because they'll literally just replace you and sign someone else and that's how you have to think Mm -hmm. of it so you have to just do what's best for you at the end of the day yeah so 100% thank you for submitting that question I want to write I don't know why I didn't write it down or I don't even know if this was my question but who writes the questions so we can shout them out yeah if you guys want to be shouted out with your questions put your name or if you want to be anonymous put anonymous um you don't have to put your name if you don't want to yeah um but okay do you want to share our listener of the week this week yes so the listener of the week she actually asked about holiday campaigns (laughs) so shout out to you girl her name is claudia r llamas i hope i'm saying that right C-L-A-U-D-I-A-R-L-A-M-A-S, Claudia Arlamas. You are stunning, by the way. Her feet is so dark and moody. Those street style vibes, if you're into that, definitely check her out. Um, And she has a podcast too. So we love supporting other podcast queens. And we appreciate you listening, Claudia. Thank you for suggesting this episode. Yes, we absolutely loved it, and we're so happy you suggested this because we've been wanting to talk about it, so we were like, perfect. Mm -hmm. This is the perfect time to do it. So thank you Mm -hmm. so much, girl. And yeah, that wraps up this week's episode. Um, We hope you guys really liked it and can take inspo or just notes from it to set you up for success this holiday. As always, you guys can reach out to us if you have questions. Um, we have our Facebook group, which we need to go through. <laughs> I feel like when oh we went gosh, on our trips, it's been a minute yeah, since we've been I in there, but okay, we'll go through that. We'll put that on the list. Yes. Um, but yeah, you guys can really support each other, help each other out in there. And yeah, we also have our trips coming up next year as well. So if that's something that you're wanting to do, definitely let us know if you have questions. I had a few people ask me some questions last week, so that was really exciting. And, you know, this could be a good time to potentially start 
budgeting for it and kind of setting those goals with your holiday campaigns to save up for the trip. There's only a down deposit due right now. The full amount isn't due until closer to the trip. So if you are kind of stressed about that, just keep that in mind. And there's payment plans as well, but we're doing Paris in June and Italy in September. And we're so freaking excited. We literally cannot wait. Um, yeah, I could talk about yes, the trips forever, but so I won't. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We love you guys and appreciate you and hope you guys have an amazing week. And we'll see you in our next episode. Yes. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.